You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Pittsburgh Pirates not part of the postseason this year, but that does not mean there was any shortage of thrilling moments for the Bucks during the 2017 regular season. Matt Wehmeyer joined by Pirates reporter Adam Barry, and Adam is currently at the friendly confines at Wrigley Field on the eve of Game 4 of the NLDS between the Cubs and the Washington Nationals. But right now, Adam, of course... We're talking about your uh, primary beats uh, covering the Pirates during this 2017 season. And, uh, Adam, we're going to kind of break down that uh, the top ten that you and the other beat reporters submitted to uh, MLB.com. You can check out those lists and those videos on the website as well as uh, YouTube as well. And, Adam, uh, you know, going through some of these moments uh, for a Pirates team that did not qualify uh, for the postseason, they certainly had, like I said at the top, a lot of uh, – Thrilling, uh, exciting moments during 2017. You're talking about uh, Jay Hayes' walk-off homer to break up the no-hit bid of Rich Hill in extra innings. You're talking about uh, Andrew McCutcheon's three-homer game, eight RBIs, and what could have been his swan song as a Pittsburgh Pirate. Uh, for my money, though, uh, I want to go a little bit deeper in terms of my personal favorite moment for this Pirates team, uh, something more, I, I guess, uh, humanitarian or meaningful. But just to see Jamison Tyone return from his bout with cancer, I mean, that touched uh, everybody. It was such a great story. So, again, for my money, that was the best story for the Pirates uh, in 2017. What about for you? Yeah, I think that one's definitely up there, Jamison, the way that he came back, uh, you know, the way that he just was motivated to get back on the mound and pitch, but also, you know, willing to use this as a platform for, you know, early detection for testicular cancer, which he – you know, he admitted he was very fortunate, and, you know, the, the quickness with which he discovered it, uh, had surgery and, and recovered, and, you know, he admitted he was very fortunate. So I think just the way the maturity and poise that I think we all talked about with Jameson Tyone was on full display uh, this season. You hate to see the circumstances under which it revealed itself, but uh, it really does speak to the man, uh, his character, and I, I think the, the mental toughness that is maybe one of his best traits, not just, you know, the fastball and curveball, but the mental toughness that he shows. So I think that one's definitely up there for me. Uh, the Josh Harrison homer to break up Rich Hill's uh, no-hitter and, and walk off was crazy. I think that's one that we're going to remember. It was literally historic. So that one's definitely up there. Andrew McCutcheon's three-homer game in, in San Diego, the eight RBI performance with his first career grand slam. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a photo and a, and a mental image that – you're really not going to forget is him walking or you know running around the bases uh, with his arms uh, you know up at uh, up, up at his sides and the big smile on his face and then he steps on home plate and he shouts finally <laughs> that's something that he admitted like he made no secret that he really wanted that first grand slam he wanted to get that one off the bucket list so to see him do that was really neat and then I would also add uh, one you didn't touch on was Sean Rodriguez in his first game back with the Pirates you know he had 72 hours to report. After the, the trade with the Braves, he, Braves, he showed up in 24, and then he had a walk-off homer. This is a guy who probably, by all rights, should not have played this season due to the, the shoulder injury that he sustained in an uh, off-season car accident. You know, probably shouldn't have played. You know, really rare circumstance that led him back to Pittsburgh, where you know he was really well received by fans, and he comes in and he hits that home run at a time where they were sort of trying to contend and kind of making a run back at things. And that was really a neat moment, I think, for, for the home crowd uh, and for Sean Rodriguez as well. 
Yeah, that was such a great moment. Uh, if if fans recall, he had that that terrible car accident that you mentioned uh, in his hometown of Miami, which uh, affected not only himself but his wife and his children. Uh, they were all hurt so to varying degrees, and it was uh, you know like you said, unexpected that he was going to play at all in the 2017 season. He not only plays, but he plays uh, for his you know at that time former team. Hits a walk-off home run. That was a, a spine-tingling moment. So, uh, you know, Adam, when you look at, uh, you know, some of these top moments, and especially the the home run moments, you brought up, you know, McCutcheon finally with the grand slam, the three-homer game at uh, Petco Park. Not an easy place to hit three home runs, much less one. But uh, in terms of a moment that just was such, a, like, a, like I said, a spine-tingling moment, a goosebump moment, something that really just kind of took your breath away, what kind of takes the cake for you? Uh, to me, that's got to be the Josh Harrison walk-off homer to end Rich Hill's no-hitter. That's just – it was such a dominant pitching performance. And, you know, a game like that, it seems so hopeless. But then everything that kind of came together in that one is really – it's probably the game I'll remember most from this season because it wasn't just Harrison who hit it that allowed him to win. If Trevor Williams didn't go out and pitch the way that he did, you're not going to remember that home run. If, you know, it's just going to be a, a no-hitter that Rich Hill threw it and nine innings might be a perfect game. Uh, you know, the, the way that he was going there for a while. So I think just the way things came together, Trevor Williams kind of, you know, announcing himself as a, as a really solid uh, young major league starter. Uh, you know, that was just a, not a moment, but a performance that you're going to remember. And then Josh Harrison caps it off with that crazy homer that, you know, our stat cast people say was, you know, a low hit probability, much less a home run probability, just barely pokes it over the, the left field fence. It was a, a really funny moment, too, to hear afterward in the in the clubhouse. Uh, a little bit of a story from Chris Stewart that, uh, you know, whenever they get their first hit in every game, uh, Stewart will go up and down the dugout and say, nobody no hits the Buckos. <laughs> and then, of course, they save this one for the absolute last possible moment. <laughs> say, nobody no hits the Pirates after Josh Harrison walked it off with a home run for their first hit. It was That's definitely the one I'll, I'll remember most from this season. Yeah, that, that was crazy. Like you said, this was not a towering 450-foot home run. This was something that barely cleared the wall. But that's kind of how things tend to go in situations like those where there's a, a no-hitter or a perfect game in progress. And uh, for it to be broken up in that fashion in extra innings was something uh, truly historic. It had never been done in uh, the modern era in baseball history. So that was something that definitely stuck out uh, for the Pirates in 2017. And, uh, Adam, I want to get your thoughts, too, on the the game in Williamsports. I just thought was so cool. It was a, a Sunday night showcase, a national showcase on ESPN between uh, the Pirates and the Cardinals. And, you know, the, the, the cliche, the saying goes that these are grown men playing a kid's game. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's the other way around. But regardless, for one night to see the interactions between the big leaguers and the kids that uh, idolize these guys and look at them in, in complete awe, it was such a cool thing for baseball. Yeah, I, I think the game itself is memorable because it's a, a different environment. You're in a minor league park with a crowd of just little league kids, and all the you know ceremony that went on with that is is unique. And I think the moment I'll remember most from the game itself is other than maybe Josh Bell hitting a hitting a home run into the parking lot, which is like a very little league thing. Uh, and, and it's going to be the handshake line that they did at the end of the game where both teams got on the field, you know, shook hands, lined up. It was a very sort of, you know, spirit of the game, spirit of the, the kids game that you mentioned thing. There's a really neat idea. I think that they, that they conceived and, and executed there for the end of that game. But honestly, what I'm going to remember most from that experience, and I think the players would agree as well, was the day that they spent at the Little League World Series site. 
just going around. I was fortunate enough to be on one of the buses with the players, uh, the Pirates players and the Little League kids. Uh, just interacting. Josh Harrison is so good in those moments, going around, signing stuff for kids, talking to them, asking them their favorite subject and what their batting average was in their little league season. It's just so good dealing with that. George Contos let one of the kids uh, hold his World Series ring, one of his two World Series rings, which is really fun to see. And then just like little moments, like watching Francisco Cervelli interact with Pete Venezuela, you know, obviously a, a group of kids that had to deal with things that we can't even imagine just to see the the joy that those interactions brought I think was really neat you know to look at Andrew McCutcheon uh, sitting in the stands and just watching a you know a kid's baseball game is, was really neat to watch Jameson Tyone and Trevor Williams interact with young pitchers you know out there on the hill and in Williamsport at the Little League uh, site there's just a lot of really cool uh, moments and images I think that you know in, at the time it was all such a rush you know you go after you go there after a rain-delayed Saturday game, you get in, you spend this full day, uh, you know, there that it all kind of seemed like such a blur. But, uh, you know, when you take some time to reflect on it, I think that's really kind of an unforgettable experience. And, you know, for a season that, like you said, did not go the Pirates' way, there were a lot of moments they'd rather forget. There were also a lot of really neat uh, things that I think that people are going to look back on and say, wow, that was a really cool season in, you know, ways uh, other than the usual uh, things that you're aiming for. Yeah, I mean, in this in this day and age, whenever there's a new idea or something new proposed, uh, there's always going to be people that sound off on social media and say, this is dumb, why are they doing this, it's a waste of time. I didn't hear one negative word about this, about the Little League Classic, and I know that the, the Pirates, as you elaborated on, and the Cardinals, too, very fortunate to be a part of it, and it's something going forward that is only going to uh, grow and get bigger uh, for Major League Baseball. There's no question there. Uh, Adam, before we let you go, I'm going to put you on the spot because, again, you're at Wrigley Field, Game 4, which should have taken place yesterday, but Mother Nature had other things to say about that. So Game 4 tonight on this uh, Wednesday between the Nationals and the Cubs. Does it end tonight or do the Nats force a Game 5? No, I feel like this thing is going to go 5. Just with the way all this Strasburg stuff has gone down today, I feel like he's going to come out and probably pitch, you know, in Chicago of all places. Maybe he'll pitch his, his own flu game. Set it to game five in D.C., and then, then we'll see what happens from there. But, you know, I, obviously I saw I see a lot of the Cubs in general. Uh, I'm really impressed with the way they've kind of turned it around. Uh, the one reason the Pirates were able to hang around in the Brewers and was that the Cubs really didn't run away with the NL Central the way that we all kind of expected them to. But this team looks really good right now. I think they've, they've gotten it together, and, and they're in a pretty good spot heading into October. Yeah, absolutely agree. We'll see if uh, Strasburg and friends can force a winner-take-all game five in Washington. The Cubs... Want to go back to the NLCS for a third straight year. Adam Barry, it's our pleasure as always. Thanks for joining us. It's Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras, Pittsburgh Pirates.